This episode of the AT Tips Cast is sponsored by TextHelp Systems. TextHelp has moved Read and Write Gold support features to the cloud with a new suite of web apps. The web apps work within browsers on iPad, iPod Touch, iPhone, and other mobile devices as well as PCs and Macs. The apps include Read and Write Web, which provides read aloud with dual color highlighting along with dictionary, picture dictionary, translator, and study skills for HTML web content. Ebook Reader, which allows users to search for, download, save, and read aloud Bookshare ebooks. Speech, which reads aloud typed or pasted text. And Dictionary, which provides text and image definitions for typed or pasted words. Call TextHelp at 1 888 248 0652. Again, that's 1 888 248 0652. Or go to TextHelp.com for more information. Hi, I'm Kelly Lagan. I work at the Virginia Department of Education's Training and Technical Assistance Center at VCU. I wanted to let you know about a free conference called Technology, and we have it every year, but this time it's online, and you can check it out at www.ttaconline.org at ATSDP. Enjoy! Welcome to the AT Tips Cast, exploring and investigating the implementation of assistive technology in public schools. I'm your host, Chris Bouguet. This is episode number 88, recorded on January 14th, 2012. As promised, here's part two of the two-part look at online gesture-based learning activities. If you missed part one, let me recommend you go back a few episodes and have a listen to episode number 85. Before you listen to this one, only because that episode outlines some of the requirements you'll need to participate in these activities, like a webcam, for instance. That episode also outlines some of the reasons why you'd want to implement these with students. Let's get our bodies moving again with AT Tips 252 through 255. AT Tips 252 and 253 both come from a site you wouldn't necessarily associate with education, but it's a great site for working on the social and pragmatic language skills of thanking people for assistance and sending people goodwill for special occasions. The site I'm referring to is egreetings.com. If you haven't already used this website, chances are you've received some sort of e-greeting card in an email from some sort of friend or family member. Besides sending digital cards, this site also has two fun and well-developed gesture-based webcam games. The first of these two games, AT tip number 252, is Bubble Burst. You can find this game at bit.ly slash bubbleburstwebcam. Here's how it works. Once you allow the use of your webcam, an outline of a nose appears on the screen. The user places his or her nose within the outline and selects the start button. Then, bubbles start falling from the top of the screen. As a user, you begin moving your head around to pop as many bubbles as possible with your nose. The user acquires points for each bubble popped. The bubbles come down for 25 seconds and then the game is over. So it's a nice quick game that's easily repeated. Again, like in any game where collecting is the measure of achievement, the student could document how many points they accrued and try to beat his or her own goal. The other game on this website, AT Tip 253, is called Catch the Hoops, which you can find at bit.ly slash catch the hoops. At the onset of this game, an outline of a head appears on the screen. The user puts his or her entire head into the outline. Then, 
the user selects a hat from a panel on the right side of the screen. Each hat is shaped with some sort of contraption on the top to catch rings as they fall from the sky. The objective is to collect as many points as possible by catching falling rings. Of course, I have screenshots of me wearing one of these goofy hats over at attipscast.com. Both of these activities are really good proprioception activities, and they're really good for helping students understand spatial relations. AT Tip 254 is a version of the classic Simon memory game. It's called Furry Mind, and you can check it out over at igames.info. This game places four creatures, each with a different color fur, on the screen at the top. Then, a character on the screen points to a sequence of each of the furry creatures. With each subsequent turn, the sequence grows more complicated. Nonverbal audio cues are given as well to help the user remember the sequence. The user follows the established sequence, pointing to each creature in order. Not only does it allow students an opportunity to utilize gross motor movements, but it also applies memory and listening skills as well. AT Tip 255 comes from Finland, my second favorite country, and, as it just so happens, the country I spent 11 months in as an exchange student. Mika Tanninen, a Finnish programmer, developed a website called Webcam Mania, which you can find at bit.ly slash webcammania. This website has a large number of webcam activities, such as Monsoon, where you collect falling green balls, Snowball, where you defend your castle from an onslaught of incoming snowballs, Dodgeball, where you dodge red balls but collect green ones, Seesaw, where you balance balls on a fulcrum, Windmaker, where you control a hot air balloon, Goalie, where you stop flying soccer balls from entering your net, and River Run, where you guide a boat down a stream. I could go on because there's actually more titles, each with their own little spin. One of the things I like about these games is that once you're on the website, you use your webcam to navigate and make on-screen selections. That is, you don't use your mouse once you get to this website, you just move your hands in front of the camera to make selections. Of all the different gesture or motion-based activities I've examined, this is the one that most models the commercially available Xbox Connect gaming system from Microsoft. So go check it out at bit.ly slash webcammania. I hope you enjoyed this little look at gesture-based learning. What other kinesthetic activities have you been using with your students? I'd love to hear about them. Drop me a line at attipscast at gmail.com, send me a tweet at twitter.com slash attipscast, or leave a comment on the Facebook page at bit.ly slash attipscastfb, and let me know what other kinesthetic activities you like to use. I'd also like to thank Kelly Lagan from the Virginia Department of Education's Training and Technical Assistance Center, known as TTAC, at Virginia Commonwealth University, for the bumper you heard at the beginning of this episode. Sally Norton Dar and I have been part of an ongoing book study commissioned by this dedicated group of individuals, where they brought educators together from different schools in the state to learn about the practical and fun guide to assistive technology in public schools and how they can start to build local technology teams. Kelly mentions the technology conference in the bumper, and you might remember previous AT Tipscast episodes featuring recordings from sessions at this conference. As Kelly said, this year they moved the technology conference into an online format, meaning you can attend tons of virtual sessions whenever you want from wherever you want. Check it out over at ttaconline.org ATSDP and learn lots about the implementation of technology for all students. 
Speaking of conferences, at the end of this month, I'll be attending the Assistive Technology Industry Association Conference in Orlando. If you're going to be there, let me know. I'd love to meet up, chat, hang out, or otherwise have a rip-roaring time talking about assistive technology, universal design for learning, technology integration for students, oh, just anything you want to talk about, I would love to hang out and meet. I'll be presenting two sessions at the conference, both of which are on Friday, January 27th. The first is at 1.15 with Beth Poss, called UDL 2.0 for 2012, hands-on. And it's a two-hour session where participants will get to interact with a variety of Web 2.0 applications. You've got to stop on by and hang out with us. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have some fun, really explore a couple different Web 2.0 applications, get into them, and uh, we're going to have discussions about how they can be implemented into classrooms for students. The second presentation is at 4 p.m. on Friday, and it's another Power of Podcasting episode where we'll be examining everything related to podcasting, from how to download a podcast, how to subscribe, how podcasts can be turned into professional development workshops, how they can be used to differentiate instruction, and how you can use them to provide people with an audio option for experiencing content. So again, if you're going to be at ATIA, you've got to track me down and say hello. I'd love to chat with you. Until next time, may all your interventions be inclusive, may all your strategies be supportive, and may all your kinesthetic activities be super fun.